So what would you say the biggest deception was? What was the biggest lie you were told? They say it's not that simple, Vinny. So what's the truth? That it is. That if you just do the thing that they tell you, you can't, then it's done. I see robots. Hey kids, uh, it's me, it's your dude, I see robots. This is the POS number 14, and I have to dig right now. I'm at the dig, I'm hiding in the corner um, doing this. I wonder if people ever wonder what I'm up to, but man, the dig has been bang a lately. It is, uh, the dig goes through a lot of transitional periods there are like always like different managers different bosses different programs different people doing different things and we've gone into what is becoming like a uh what is becoming a golden age of the dig for for the past i don't even know how many years they've um, they've pulled out like the good stuff that comes into the bins and they put it on the uh like the goodwill.com or whatever but um they They've changed up the policy to where now they're just like, just dump them in. The way the way that it works is they have these giant cardboard boxes called Gaylords. They're they're enormous. Like, they're super-duper big. And they load the Gaylords into a, um, like a machine that uh, it flips them over. It flips them and tips the contents into the bins. And they, they've gone to a new policy to where just flip them. Just flip them and run them out. Don't even look and see what's in there. And, man, it is... Uh, it's been like a treasure trove lately. It is so great. Also, the um, machine that they use to sort the clothes or whatever the clothes baler they call it. I don't, I don't even know what that means. But the um, the clothes baler isn't working, so it's been all wears, and it's just like it is so great. I'm having like the best time. The other day we were here for seven hours straight. Now we've been here for like six hours straight, and it's just. It's just great, man. I I love wares. I, I do I do like the, the the fabrics a bit, but it's not really like my bag. I like the I like the wares. I want to look for toys. I want to look for things like that. And I I'm just like, man, I'm having such a good time. They brought out like a bin that had a ton, like a ton of records in it. And I I don't know. For the most part, when when, when records come out from the dig, they're always like scratched up. People don't take very good care of their records. I I have also been like that in the past. I'm not like that now. But in the past, I have been guilty of not taking care of my records. So a lot of the records you see at Goodwills are, they're decimated. But they they brought out a bunch, and they were all in great condition. I, I could tell immediately, because when I, when I went to check on one, the um, you know, you got the sleeve, and then you have an insert, like a paper insert. The insert was turned with the uh, the shut-in on the outside, which is how you're supposed to do it. The uh, the paper insert is meant to be a, a dust protector. Like, you put it in there, and then you put it in, so you get two layers of dust protection. And every record I pull out had the uh, insert facing in, so they immediately got me thinking, these were like record collector records. This is from somebody who knew what to do with them, and I I got a couple good ones, man. I got a uh, Alice Cooper record 
that I don't have. I got a T-Rex record that I don't have. I got a, a record called Body and Soul. It's um, an R&B group from North Hollywood. And I'm not familiar with these dudes at all, but I looked them up on the online. And this is uh, considered like a rare sort of record that I, I saw somebody actually sell for 90 bucks, which is wacky. It's wacky to me. I'm going to go home and I'm going to check it out, see what, see what all the fuss is about. But man, I, I am having such a good time at the Diggalig lately. It's just, it's going great. I, I overheard these guys talking. People here talk super loud. Like they, they like yell across the building, like full on conversations at each other. And I heard, I heard one of the Dig homies talking and he was saying how he hires, he hires people to help him with his eBay listing. Like he spends the day at the Dig while he has people at his warehouse, at his house or whatever, doing all the listing while he's doing the, he's doing the sourcing. That's what they call it when you're out looking for stuff. And he he said that he hired a bunch of Filipinos. That's his word, not mine. He hired a bunch of Filipinos. He pays them $3 an hour, and they stay at home, and they do the uh, the listing and all that stuff. Well, he can use his genius to do some sourcing at the dig. I've seen homie source. He, he pulls everything out, and he just... Essentially, his formula is to pull anything he sees that looks even, like, remotely interesting out of the bin and to uh, look it up on eBay to see what it is. He he has one of those Amazon scanners that you can attach to your phone, and he'll scan every single book, every single movie that comes out to see what it is. I've seen Homie pulling out, like, the uh, double uh, Titanic VHS and scan it in. And I'm just like, dude, at some point, you have to, like, you have to remember something, right? You have to scan something in and remember what it is. It can't be, like... Oh, I've never seen this double Titanic before. But whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. Maybe he's just, uh... Maybe he's just trying to be cautious. Maybe he's just, like, trying to think of ways to keep his Filipinos busy. I... I don't know. I... I don't know if I would ever hire people to do any listing for me. To me, when I do eBay stuff, I think the listing's kind of the fun part. I do, like... I do like going out to the dig and looking for stuff, but I think it's far more tedious than it is to just like sit there and take pictures and stuff. I, I don't know. I'm kind of a homebody, so any, any sort of work I can do in the house, I'm really, I'm really happy about. But man, it's been really great at the dig, dude. We're having such a great time. I, I hope they never fix the baler. That would be my wish. Don't ever, not ever fix that baler, dude. Keep it broke. Keep it broken for life. All right, I'll be back in a sec. Just, uh, just taking some notes, dude, about what I found. Don't, don't worry about it, man. Just mind your own business. Don't worry about it. I'm not recording here. Why would I record wants to hear you? Who are you? Why are you talking to me? Just step. Get out of here. Leave me alone. I'm just minding I'm mind my own business, dude. Go mind yours. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Knock it off. video that shows one that took over the intersection in Union City. Concourse Maureen Kelly talked to neighbors in that area who described the scene as intense. In the intersection of Whipple and Mission, the arson of a Christmas tree capped off one illegal sideshow. Fireworks were also shot off. The arson of a Christmas tree capped off one illegal sideshow. Fireworks were also shot off. The residents who live nearby say the display of dangerous driving went on for at least 20 minutes. Through sideshow activity I am back. I'm at home right now. I made it home from the dig. And believe it or not, it's raining. It's raining like a mug. 
out there. It hasn't rained since uh, I recorded the last episode. It's been it's been dry, cold and dry. But now it's uh, maybe when I do the POS, it calls down the rain gods. The rain gods bring the rain clouds, rain down on your dude. I I don't know. I I've been trying to ramp up my activity. I've already already been like moderately active, moderately to like low high active. But I. I've been trying to get some running in the mix. I, I mentioned this on the on the last POS, and I, I I've stuck with it, which is which is rough. It sucks. Running is no fun. Running is awful. So far, I I've not achieved my goal. My goal is I want to be able to run like a mile straight. I want to be able to just like run at like maximum speed, my maximum speed, not like the maximum allowable human speed, the my my personal speed for one mile. That's all I want. I want to be able to like. If I'm being chased by zombies, if I'm being chased by wolves, if I'm being chased by a uh, white supremacist or whatever, I want to be able to, like, just book. Book for one mile, leave them in the dust, and uh, that will leave me satisfied. So far, I, I've, I've, I've achieved some goals that I didn't, wasn't able to at the first start of this. I, I ran around the block, like the entirety of the block. I was happy with that. I, I ran uh, a lap around the track, the track of the school. And when I say ran... I mean, I ran. I didn't jog. I, I booked it as fast as I can, and I was able to go uh, a quarter mile. That's a, a lap, right? So I'm one-fourth of the way to my goal, and it's still it's still January as I record this, so I, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I, uh, I had a lot of trouble at first. I don't have, like, the best knees. I'm old. I don't have the best ankles, the best feet, but what you kind of got to do is you got to start and then just stick with it. You got to stick with it. You got to keep running. And then while it will be incredibly painful and incredibly whack at first, you got to stick with it because eventually your muscles kind of break down. The ligaments kind of loosen up. Everything loosens up and it becomes a lot easier. I'm at the point where the distance I can run is it's not it's not like it's easy, but I don't come home in pain. You know, I come home out of breath, but I'm not like, I'm not like a decrepit cripple. Like it was when I first started. So if you guys are thinking about giving it a shot, give it a shot. Give it a try. But you gotta stick with it. The first month is awful. It's awful. You're gonna be hurting all the time. And I'm talking about people who don't run at all. People who are like me and maybe like do some walking, do some bike riding. But running's like on a whole nother level. So I imagine there's a lot of you who aren't into it. But uh, give it a shot. You know what else I do? I go out at night. I'm still a little embarrassed to have people see me because I think I run like a goof. I think I run like Steve Urkel. Like my arms are flying all over the place. I think I just look like a total goof. So I, I don't want anybody to see me doing it. So I, I go out when it starts to get dark. I, I'm pretty safe about it. I stay on the sidewalk. I I don't want to like run in the street and get squished. But I, I don't want anyone to see me. So I, I, I do that. But I, I've also started moving into a bit of a daylight. The the uh, run I just did, I ran to the Pokestop and back. You gotta just like, you gotta set small goals. You gotta set small, little, acceptable goals for yourself. And I'm like, run to the Pokestop, get the Pokestop and run back. The Pokestop is Oak Park. If you're one of my Poke friends, if you're Ferg, if you're my dude Sammy and Hong Kong, if you're Mighty Matt D, if you're Lamar the Revenger, if you're any of the people Jason Gross that I consider good Pokemon pals. I I have sent you Poke gifts from the uh, the Oak Park stop. Oak Park was the was the swim club that I used to go to. Sadly, Oak Park was burnt down in the 2017 Tubbs fires, which was a major loss to your dude. If you go back through the um, the uh, catalog of this boring life, 
I did one called Lost Places, and on Lost Places, I give you the entire rundown on Oak Park. I think those, those This Boring Lifes deserve a second listen. If you haven't already listened to them twice, there's some good stuff in there. The comic show, comic shop one is one of my, my greatest achievements, and also The Lost Places goes on for days. If you got, like, a couple hours to spare, I, um, I recommend that. I'm working on a This Boring Life right now. I, I don't want to say this like the uh, the general populace out there, but you guys are like the patron elite, so I, I feel like I can share it to you. I've started I've started work on one about my time in the world of martial arts. Yeah, your boy did some martial arts back in the day. I got uh, enamored with Ultimate Fighting when I first saw it, and I wanted to learn some grappling arts. So I I got into it for a few years, and I I've, I've started one about that. I think I maybe like a half an hour, twenty minutes into it, but it's hard to it's hard to talk about, like, doing martial arts without making it sound like you're trying to say, I'm a tough guy. I can fight. Because I definitely cannot. I'm definitely not that at all. I I don't want to fight anybody. I don't want any kind of altercations with anybody. I'm not I'm not a champion martial artist by um by any means. I, I just kinda I kinda dabbled in it for a while, but I got a lot of wacky stories about it. But I I'm really having a hard time tempering it with the uh with the right, with the right tone, you know, I want it to be like, these are the silly things that happened to me when I was doing martial arts, not like, these are my stories of beating guys up, even though there were a few guys who got tapped out by your boy, I'm just kidding, I never tapped anybody out of my life, all I ever did was get tapped out, all I ever did was get knocked out, all I ever did was get snap kicked in the face, pump kicked in the chest, there were people like, Mounting me and hitting with me with like Mongolian chops, like Sakuraba. I've been guillotined. I, I've been German suplexed. I was given a wheelbarrow suplex by this guy named Mike who wrestled in college. I, I have been tapped out in any number of ways. I've been armbarred. I've been triangle choked. I've been leg locked. I've been knocked down from punches and had the fight stopped. Any, any number of things. Your dude was. Your dude was enhancement talent. Your dude was a jabroni. But it's okay. I had fun. I had made a lot of friends. I made people, met people that I'm still friends with now. I had a good time. I was in the greatest, the greatest shape of my life. There you go. You don't even have to uh, listen to the uh, This Boring Life at this point. I, I've given you all the data that you would ever need. I apologize. All right. I am going to, uh, I'm going to go outside in the rain for a little bit. I'm going to run to the block, the end of the block and back. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, I am back. I I, I, I I didn't run as fast as I would have liked, but I'm back at any rate. It's still raining. Isn't this a weird... Like, I swear to you, it has not rained that much around here. Not as much as I would have liked, but every time I tr- sit down to do this, it's like it's raining outside. But um, I I took the opportunity to take um, some pictures, some action figure pictures over in the side yard. Over in the side yard, there's an area by this giant redwood tree that when it rains... It floods a bit, and it looks like it can be taken for, like, a body of water, like a lake, on an action trigger scale. So I took a merman, my He-Man merman, my Motu, my Motu merman over there, and um, took some snapshots of him in, in the water. This is this is kind of what you do when you're a grown-up, and you, you can't really play with your toys, so you take pictures of your toys. You pose them and stuff, but I, I played with them a little bit. I'm going to... I'm going to admit the posing and stuff that I was doing, that 
That would definitely constitute playing, but it's fine, man. We all we all have goofy hobbies, but I was over there doing that, and um, I, I kind of had to put myself where I had to put myself. There was water kind of coming off the garage roof, sort of onto me, and I, I brought a board with me to kneel on because it's raining pretty hard out there. It's, it's no joke at the moment. It looks like it's gonna break any minute, but at the moment, it's no, it's no joke. But um, I, I'm kneeling on this board. And I'm near the water, and I, I have my phone. I, I got I got soaked on. I, I got muddy. My knees got muddy. And I I, I kind of, I guess we all, I guess we all have to suffer for our art. But I, once I was down there, I'm like, well, you just got to do it now. It's like you're already a little bit muddy, I guess. You can't just like, you can't just give up. Because if you, if you get muddy, but you get the shot, you win. If you get muddy and you leave with nothing, you're a jobber. You're a jabroni, like I said before. Like I was, like I was in my days on the mat. I was a jobber, but um, I, I got the shot. I'm a, I, I go over when it comes to taking pictures, but I, I get jobbed out in life. But um, it was, it was fun. I like taking pictures of my dolls. I think a lot of us do. I think, I think you get them and you put them on a shelf, and that's fun. That's all fun. That's all fine. That's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. But you do kind of want to interact with them in a way sometimes. The ones. The pieces that are neat. The things for sure that I had in my in my childhood days I I do want to play with. I, I've been taking pictures of my G.I. Joes. As well as my He-Mans, but the Joes are brittle. I I had um Stalker, my straight arm stalker. This is an old school figure. This is from like 83. And he uh he's so brittle. When I was out there getting snapshots, I I, I, I actually jobbed out on this one because I, I gave up before I got the shot because I was afraid if I if I put him in some of the poses that I wanted, I'm like, he's going to break, dude. I, I don't want to break my stock. Don't want to break Stalker. Don't want to break any of these guys. The, some seem like they, they're just like standing up better than others as far as the... Uh, as the material, the G.I. Joes are just so heckin' brittle. The uh, the early ones are so brittle. It's always a risk of snapping a thumb. I've broken heels. I I know it's not really, like, an issue to get replacement parts. Like, I, I um, the stalker I have is already snapped at the waist. He, like, he snapped on the crotch. But it came off easy. I glued it back on. You can, you can barely tell, but it's, it's a risk. Every time I move them, it's a risk it's gonna come off. That's, that's whack. But, like, He-Man's seem like they're way durable. Like, they're they're lasting pretty well. The softer plastic makes it so they they kind of stand the test of time more, but the um their legs get all wobbly. You know this. They get the wobble legs. Every figure has, like, has, like, something. Star Wars dudes are holding up pretty well. They're that soft plastic. They're very durable, very low detailed, but they're, they're holding up very well. The Star Wars guys I got, I can just fully play with them as much as I wanted to, and I don't think I could... I don't think I could break them if I tried. I mean, if I tried, I could do it. I could chop them with an axe, hit them with a hammer, run them over with a tank, do something like that, and I'm sure I could break them. But they're super durable, dude. They got to give it up to the uh, to the 77 Star Wars. It's Darth Vader. Watch out! And he's got a lightsaber. With R2D2 and C3PO. And he's got a lightsaber. There's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. And he's got a Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. And he's got a lightsaber. I am at the Dollar Tree right now. I'm over, um, I'm in the toy aisle. 
I go to the Dollar Tree as much as anybody. I'm not like Mr. Dollar Tree, um, but I, 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 do, I do think it's fun here. Everything's a dollar. You can go in and you can have like a... You can have a blast for $10. One of the problems, though, when you're at the Dollar Tree is before you know it, you're like... You've racked up like 30 or $40 in junk. Because it's all essentially junk. There are some like useful things here, but for the by and large, it is... Uh, it's, you know, it's Dollar Tree stuff. It's junk. So what, what, what the wife and I do to kind of try to make it a little more fun is we'll, we'll say, okay, we can each get four items, which comes out to uh, eight things. And with tax, that's like under, under $10. Sure, you know, sometimes we'll get more or we'll get less. But by and large, we try to get through with like four items, like, like each. And then we, we go through the whole store, like we'll go separately and we go and we look and we'll, we'll try to see who can come up with the, uh, with the more interesting items. Life is more fun when you try to make games out of like the day-to-day mundanities, you know, when you try to take these boring mundane things and make them, make them fun, make them games, make them exciting. Let me, let me break down to you what I have for my four items. The first thing is something that I found here in the toy aisle. It is a matchbox car of an ice cream truck. I don't know why I want this, but I do. Maybe because it's only a dollar. It's kind of fun. I'll just, I'll put it on one of the shelves in the Earth Base office, and it'll be, it'll be fun. And then I have some uh, anti-static sheets, you know, fabric softeners for the, uh, for the dryer. I hate it when my clothes have static cling. I hate it. And I always put my clothes in the dryer and run them around for a little bit to kind of warm them up, to loosen them up before I before I get dressed in the morning. So these are a necessity. I also, I got a uh, bag of frozen peaches that I'm going to use for um, smoothies. I like to make fruit smoothies in between, in between, like I'll have, I have like a small breakfast and then I'll have a little uh, small smoothie before lunch. What I do is I'll take like a small smudge of orange juice. I go for the low calorie orange juice with pulp and then I'll put in like a small bit of water, a banana, and then usually there'll be some kind of fruit around the house. I'll throw those in like berries or whatever. And then from time to time I'll buy like a frozen fruit, like a peach, like a pineapple, and I'll put those in there, kind of liven it up. And that's what I also got a book. I always hit up the book section at the Dollar Tree, and I recommend that you do the same. I found some fun stuff over the years there. I'm not even kidding. For the most part, there isn't anything interesting, but every once in a while, you'll find something fun. I got a book called a Kim Jong-il production, and this is the story of how Kim Jong-il, not personally, but he had his people go ahead and kidnap the biggest actress and the biggest director in South Korean film to come over, to come over to North Korea and make movies for him. And then for the fourth and final thing that I got at the Dollar Tree, I got a pack of Fig Newtons, a, a box of uh, Fig Bars. I love Fig Newtons. Like, I think they're great. I think they're awesome. And for a dollar, I'm getting like 20 figs and it's, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna go home. I'm going to look at my book. I'm gonna eat these Fig Newtons and everything is gonna be great. I'm interested to see what the, uh, what the wife is going to get, I, I I hope that she's going to go ahead and get some batteries. One of us has to get a couple packs of uh, double A's. Maybe we should each get one. But I don't know, I don't know what I would put back. Would I put back the peaches, the book, the car, or the fig bars? Probably the car. I, I don't really need it. It is kind of neat, but it's not like amazingly neat. It's the kind of thing that I'm going to put on the shelf. And then like a year from now, I'm going to walk by the shelf and go... 
what is this doing here? Where did this come from? Here is, before we go, here's another example of a game we used to play. We did this one for years. Remember back in the day, the uh, G4 network? And they had a show called, I forget what it was called. It was on after Attack of the Show. And it was a uh, video game review show. It starred Adam Sessler and a gal named Morgan Webb. Well, this gal Morgan Webb would always wear, she would always wear t-shirts and jeans. And the shirts were like cool shirts with like, you know, hip logos or whatever. Before the show would start, we would TiVo the show. This is back when we have a TiVo. Not a DVR. We had a TiVo. And we would TiVo the show every day. And then before it started, we would all guess what color shirt was she going to wear. What made this contest fun was that the show was new every single day of the week. Five days a week, they had a new episode. And it wasn't like somebody would guess the color every time. Like, I might say blue. She might say red. The kid might say purple. And then she comes out wearing a black shirt. So there's no... There's no winner. That was fun. Okay, I am... I'm gonna go. I missed the G4 network. Something awful. I loved Attack of the Show so much. It kept me up on all the current memes, all the current internet videos, all in one place. I... I need something like that nowadays. If you guys know something that's like Attack of the Show with Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn, let me know. Your dude wants to find out. Alright, we'll talk in a minute. I am at home. Right now, this is like a couple days after the uh, the Dollar Tree. I was just, I was just at the dig, and I, I saw this guy pull some ultimate hocus pocus on some dude. I, I saw this guy get completely like bamboozled and swindled, and he got brainwashed. It was, it was pretty wild. They, they brought out a bin of stuff, and there was like a bunch of interesting things in there, like DJ CDs and all kinds of. All kinds of weird stuff, and one of the things people were really going for were these um, big wooden boxes, right? These big wooden cases with latches on the side. There were three of them all together. I I wasn't on that side. I was on the other side. They'll do like two drops at one time, and I was on the, the other one. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to get at these or anything. I don't even know if I would have, but um, at, at any rate, inside of these boxes were, there were mini discs. Like that old recording format, the mini disc, you know, like mini disc players or whatever. And outside, inside these discs were like different like production DJ samples and stuff like drum loops and samples and all kinds of stuff for like either like rock and a party type DJing or for like rap producing. I don't know. They they did look interesting to me and I would like to have checked them out, but I don't have like a, a mini disc recorder or anything. So they they're all useless to me, but the dudes were they were like completely fascinated by these. I watched everybody over there just like in a crowd like looking at these things, trying to figure out if they could sell them or what they were worth or whatever. One of the boxes was grabbed by this girl that I haven't seen before. They kept calling her the new girl. And then one was one was grabbed by this guy who I do kind of know. He's a homeless guy. He's he's what I would call a clean homeless. Like he doesn't have a home. He couch surfs or whatever. But he he looks neat and he looks clean and everything. He just doesn't have like a, a place that he calls his own. And then the other one was grabbed by the guy that I call the king of the dig. Right, you've heard me talk about this guy before. And they're all they're all looking at them and somebody goes, You um both of you guys should probably sell them right now. 
to the king of the dig, and he can he can sell them. He has like clientele for that stuff. You, the homeless guy, you only ever sell at the flea market, and nobody's gonna buy them there. You have to sell these online to like a select clientele, right? Like DJ Mini Disc aficionados, I guess. The girl, the girl didn't know who the king of the dig was, so they made like a uh, they made like a quick introduction, and they got down to business. And I kind of I kind of stood by the bin, pretending to like look through stuff while I while I eavesdropped on this. And the king of the dig and her couldn't come to a price. He kept he kept saying, "Look, I can't pay you a lot for them because I'm gonna have to buy them again." You know, from the dig, I'm gonna have to buy them by weight, and they're heavy. They were heavy. They were like these big wooden boxes with like little slots, and inside the slots there were maybe. Like, overall, in each case, like, 30, maybe 40 mini-discs. And he's like, I can't pay you that much. I can give you, like, $20. And she's like, no, they're worth way more than that. I I have no idea what they were worth. If I had to sell these, if I was forced to, I would probably... I'd probably honestly sell them as, like, blank mini-discs. You know, I'd say, like, sold as blank. You can buy these and then record over them. When, in reality, you're kind of... You're kind of hoping to sell the content. This is one way people get around selling uh, copyrighted content. You say, I'm selling this recordable material to be used as a, a blank recording device. I would I would probably go from that angle. But I don't know what angle they were going to go for. But she's like, they're worth way more than this. And King of the Digs like, I can't give you that much. So they weren't they weren't able to like work out a deal. But like the homeless homeboy, he um he needed the money more. So he was like... He was really, really trying to work out a deal with the King of the Dig. And the King of the Dig is like, look, I do want them. I think I can sell them, but I can't pay you that much. I can't pay you because they're going to cost a lot in weight. They're going to cost a lot to ship, blah, 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 blah. And he kept doing this hocus pocus on, on, on the homeboy. Like, I just can't pay you very much. I can't pay you very much. He was almost making it seem like it was like woe to him to like even have to like have these items. You know, like, well... They're a giant hassle. They're the biggest hassle in the world. They're nothing but a problem. But I'm willing to take that problem on. And he he kind of got guy to like feel sorry for him. It was really it was really weird. And I'm like watching it the whole time. Just like he's pulling some kind of like mesmerism on dude. And then before you know it, dude gave him the box of mini discs. He's like, look, I can see how it's going to be expensive. I can see how it's going to be like a big burden, you know. But here, you take them for free. Just take them for free, and then it'll all be profit for you. And I'm like, you just gave them to the dude. I can't believe that. And when he offered them up to dude, dude was like, yep. And he just grabbed them so quick. And then I, I heard him talking later about how how he was going to make a pretty sizable profit on these discs. Like, he was pretty sure that he was going to make his money back. And then, like, a lot more. He's like, I know DJ homies who are still on this. And they're going to they're gonna go bananas when I show them this. So I was just... I was, I was stunned. I was stunned by this mesmerism. I have never seen anything like it. Dude went from like, I want a bunch of money to here. Please just take them off my hands. I can't, I cannot be burdened with this mini disc collection here. Please, please take them. It was, it was amazing. I, I felt bad for dude. There were points when I wanted to jump in and go, hey, don't listen. But I don't want to make any enemies at the dig, dude. Next thing you know, you got some enemies. You're getting like a sharpened toothbrush in your spinal column. And your boy... Does not want that. The whole thing, it was wild. Wild, wild, wild scene. I've never seen mesmerism like that. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. 
Motley Crue, you turned the tables on me. You got me mad now. I've stood around, I've listened to everything you had to say. You got me mad now. Now I'm the one doing the challenges. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Crue. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now let's go to the ring. Hey, it is, uh, it's me. I'm at the Dollar Tree again. We, uh, needed to get some bleach. And then we ended up getting, like, a couple other things. That's how it is when we go over to the, uh, the Dollar Tree. The DT. You end up, you end up spending more than you wanted to spend. So, as I said the last time we were here, we made up a little game where you can only get, like, things. Where you can only get, like, a certain amount of things. Like, four things. Or three things each. We got the bleach and we each got three things. I thought I'd tell you what I got really quick. I thought I'd break down my three things. I got a pack of cough drops. The, uh, blue kind, the kind in the blue bag. I'm assuming all Dollar Trees have, like, essentially the same thing. These are the, the cough drops in the blue bag. I like the menthol cough drops. It's cold. Sucking in a lot of cold air. And, uh, kind of got a bit of a cough, so I got that. And then I got a big pack of, um, what are these things called? Smarties. I got a big pack of Smarties. These are, like, they're quarter, quarter size, like the same size as a quarter. And they're made of that famous chalky material that Smarties are made of. They sell these big rolls of them. Here I got the Smarty roll. I got the cough drops. And then I also got a bag of uh, a bag of potato chips. These are um, sour cream and onion. The kind of the green bag. I, I'm just having a hankering. These are Lay's, the small bag of Lay's. We're going to share them in the car. On the way home, I have been really cutting chips out of my life lately. I have not had a chip in a bit. And I decided, hey, you know what? I'm I'm out at the Dollar Tree on a Thursday night when I want to be home. Watch Picard. But uh we needed bleach for some reason, so I'm gonna I'm gonna eat these on the way home. It's gonna be great. Alright, I will talk to you guys soon. Three things Dollar Tree. There's only one television news source for the real Northern California. Only one source for local television news. From the fastest growing television station in Northern California, this is News 50. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, you have been chosen to win a cruise to the Bahamas. We wish to deliver the prize in person. It is key that you be alone when we deliver the prize in person. Please leave us a time and place that you will be alone. To accept the prize in person. Listen for the beep. Hey, this is me. I'm I'm in the office. I'm watching a bunch of UFC on my TV. And here I have a UFC uh, videotape. Keith Hackney is fighting Joe San. This is... This is to me like the golden age of the uh, UFC, the uh, the early days when everyone was wacky and everyone was wild. Um, anyway, I I was I, maybe should I turn it down? I don't know. Maybe it's decent background noise. I probably I probably should. Let me uh let me roll over there and turn this down a smudge. Um, we were at the flea market the other day, and my wife my wife put a whammy. On some lady, like, uh, the whammy I was talking about at the dig the other day. Let me just, 
Let me just break this story down. It's a little bit fun. We were over there, and we saw some lady had a uh, Fisher-Price little people um, western town with a bunch of the people and a bunch of the horses and all that, everything. It was a set that my wife didn't have. It's one that's less common. It's not rare or anything, but it's not the parking garage or the airport or one of those. You you see it far less, and uh, she... She kind of sort of wanted it. The lady wanted 20 bucks. My wife was offering 15 bucks, but she didn't, she didn't like super want it right then because we had just started and she only had like 20 bucks overall and this was going to be something she'd have to carry around and blah, 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 blah. So she was like, mm, I don't know. It's okay. And she was willing to walk away. She was totally willing to walk away from the, uh, from the... Right now, the UFC fight, Keith Hackney is grabbing Joson by the throat. He's using, like, a tiger claw to the throat of Joson. This is, this is the golden age, like I said. But um, she, she was willing to walk away from the lady. And walk away is what she did. She headed off. She headed off into the sunset. And the, the lady said, okay, fine, $10. And my wife turned around and he's like, $10. Okay, that was great. The lady talked herself down. Like, $5. Like, she, she should have um been like, hey, okay, fine, $15. But she went right past that. I think she forgot the offer. So my wife um, gave her the 10, got the Western Town, and uh, it was all great. But by by being willing to walk away like that, she, she put the whammy, she put the mojo on this lady. She put the mojo on the lady over at Mojo Sales. But that was good. We've been having some pretty decent flea market luck lately. No, no like, amazing finds, like Hall of Fame finds, but a lot of... A lot of cool finds. I found a GoBot from my dude, Alan, the other day. Alan's a good guy. I know him from the dig. I don't know where he gets all this good stuff, but I'm, I'm reaching for this GoBot. And I apologize, because I am I knocked a bunch of stuff down. Lately, I'm trying for shelf perfection. Like, I want everything standing at all times. So my, my motto is, like, shelf perfection. You gotta, you gotta pick it up when you see it fall. But I can't do that now, because I'm doing this. But I got this GoBot. It is a, um... It's like a police motorcycle. Would you say a police cycle? Yeah, it's a police-style motorcycle, and it says Night Ranger across the front, and it has an eagle. I don't... Let me see if I can transform this guy. Do You tr- you transform GoBots, even though they're not Transformers, right? I, I, I don't have a lot of GoBots. This is the only one I actually have. I know, like, I know, like, Psykill. At one point, I had a large Psykill that I sold, but I wish I kept it. I liked it. It was... It was pretty neat, but um, this is the only one I have right now. I can't figure out how to transform it. I got this from my guy, Alan. He has, like, tons of stuff strewn all over trail tables. It's, like, piles of stuff, tons of stuff. It's awesome. I like him a lot. He knows my name. He knows the wife's name. He says, hi. He gives us great prices. I got a, um, a uh, pencil box. I love pencil boxes, cardboard pencil boxes. Whenever I see one. I grab it. I love to just, like, fill them up with little knickknacks and put them on the shelves in the office. But I got one that has, like, sharks on it. It's great. It's kind of more 90s. But it's still, it's still fine. It's cool. When I bought it, the kid, uh, the kid, he's, his Alan's son is also with him at the table. And he goes, like, hey, that was my, uh, pencil box. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. It's mine now. But I got the GoBot and a bunch of, like, erasers. I got, like, a diner eraser. Those are, like, cool monster erasers. I got a bunch of stuff. For like three, three to five dollars, I was pretty pleased with that. I got, I got a Metal Man. Do you know these guys? They're kind of they're O-ring action figures like GI Joes, but they're made out of uh, metal. I got Corporal Chrome. 
I had to look him up. I didn't know his name. I could tell it was a metal man, because it was like a G.I. Joe made out of metal. So I, I grabbed that. I got it for a dollar. Um, what else have I gotten lately that was really cool? I got a couple uh, Friday the 13th videotapes. I'm trying to get like a nice stack of all the horror classics on VHS for part of my Halloween display. I'm sure I've said this before, but I'm gonna get, I want to get like Halloween, Nightmare, Friday, Texas Chainsaw, like all the classics. So I can stack them up on one side. I think they would, I think they'd be kind of a nice classy display. I think that'd be fun. I think people would appreciate that. But I got these, but then I did a little research and I discovered these aren't really like the good ones. The good ones are like the first set, the Paramount releases. These are released by a different company. Let me see if I can find this info on you. Yeah, it says right here on the back, they're Gateway. They were put up by this company called Gateway. And they, um, they recorded them on uh, the long play. So there's like hardly any VHS actual tape on the reel. They're so light. They're so poor quality to watch. I popped one in and I was like, bleh, this is all, this is all super duper low def. It's not even like VHS low def. It's even worse than that. Right now in the UFC, Steve Jenham is coming out. I got, I got this cool setup, my TV setup that I'm really happy right now. I'm just sort of happy with right now. I'm just sort of like looking around the office and examining things. You know, the, the POS is off the cuff. It's real life. It's in the office. But I I got a setup with like a cool black and white TV. And then next to it is a smaller color TV. They're both on the same table. And I got I got a splitter out of the VCR into both of them. So they both they both uh, play the same thing. And then on top of the TV, I have an antenna. On top of the black and white TV, I have like an indoor antenna. Rabbit ears. And it looks pretty cool. It's a good setup. I like it. I don't turn the black and white TV on all that much. Not really, because I don't. I don't want to burn it out, you know? I don't want to destroy it. These things only have so much life left. So I only, I only turn it on, like, on, on special occasions, you know, on special occasions. One of those is right now. Watching some old-school TV, some old-school UFC. It's Steve Jenham, and I cannot remember this other guy's name. He's wearing white trunks. Melton Bowen. Steve Jenham versus Melton Bowen. This guy was a boxer, too, as I recall. Steve Jenham was a ninja? Is that correct? Is that right, Gino Vega? Let me know if you uh, if you know Steve Jenham's style off the top of your head right now, Gino Vega, if and when you ever uh, you hear this. I believe he was a ninja. He was a cop, right? Like a ninja cop from like South Dakota or something. I don't know. I don't recall. I used to know all that UFC stuff. I still do. I bet if I dug, I could really uh, pull it out quick. But um, where was I? I don't even know. The TV setup. I got the TV setup. I enjoy that a lot. I have a couch right across from and I got like this it looks like an office couch it's made of that like more industrial material it's really um it could weather a lot of sitting it probably has weathered a lot of sitting I got that the dig for like 50 cents it looks so great in here it just looks great I try to make the office I want it to look like like a 70s hangout is what I'm shooting for but the problem is I got a desk and the desk is like you know it's got a computer on it and blah 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 but still a lot of it is like in the area of the uh, era, rather, that I'm that I'm digging on right now. But any, anyway, I, I'm going to go. I just, uh, I felt like doing a little jibba-jab right now. So a jibba-jab is what you got. I'm, uh, I'm over in my laundry room with the mini recorder. I do the laundry for the house, for the most part. I don't mind. It's, uh, it's an easy enough chore, but, um, you know, I live with two ladies, and they have a lot of, uh, things with, like, various cords, and, uh, you know, different things carrying on, and these things would get tangled 
like in a ball. This was like the nightmare of my existence, like this big, this big ball of, you know, unmentionables that I would have to, um, like, un unfurl. The secret when you're doing a knot is to listen to the knot. The knot will tell you where it wants to go. This is what I learned from Mr. Miracle, the uh, greatest escape artist in the DC universe. I learned this in a uh, issue of Batman. But, um, I, I, I have to do this all the time. But then I was at the Dollar Tree the other day and I saw they sell mesh bags that you can throw all these things in and then you throw the bag into the uh, laundry and you don't have to you don't have to, uh, you know, untangle them at the end. I was, I was gobsmacked. Yeah, I went to the Dollar Tree again, in between the last time and this time. It's like I'm there all the time. I'm, I'm like engineer nerd. This guy shoots videos over there, and I'm like he's there a lot. That I'm thinking like I think I'm there more, which is weird. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm over there all lot, all the time. But anyway, I'm in the laundry room right now, and these things are like a lifesaver. You know, I've tried them out like two or three times, and if you don't, if you don't know about this. Or you don't use these. I didn't know. I've been doing the laundry for years, man. And I didn't know. So I'm thinking maybe you don't know. Maybe you do know. If you didn't know and you didn't uh, let me know, that's not cool, man. Because I'm letting you know the second I know. And that's going to make your life so much easier. Look out for these these mesh bags. They got them at the Dollar Tree. They're not like the highest quality. But they will they will do the trick until I uh, get some better ones. Amazing advancements in technology. We have been trying to reach you about the trip to the Bahamas. We have been in to your house now. But you have not found you yet. Please let us know when you will be home alone. So we can come to your home and give you what you have coming to you. Don't be nervous. You will enjoy it. When will you be alone? That was weird. That was super weird. You don't know this, but I've been messing with the microphone for like the last, I don't know, like three minutes. I just could not get it to work. And then all of a sudden it did work. Do you ever wonder what's behind things like that when they, when they happen, something doesn't work, then all of a sudden it did. What changed? I have no idea, but, um, I am in the office right now. Again, I have, um, an old, an old MMA VHS tape on the uh, VCR. This is the Extreme Fighting Championships. It was put on by the by the dude who ran uh, Penthouse, Penthouse Magazine, Bob Guccione. It was it was short-lived, but I thought it was pretty fun. They they had a couple couple cool guys come out of there like Maurice Smith, Igor Zinoviev, a uh, couple couple others, Alan Goez. This was in the early days when it was still called Still called No Holds a Bard. It wasn't even wasn't even MMA yet. But um anyway, I I was out at the lake and I, 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 I may have I may have mentioned this on the other show. I may have mentioned it on um on this show, but I I was out at the lake with the wife and I brought a action figure to um get a picture of. Right. I'm like, I'm gonna bring this guy with gonna get like a cool on the scene nature photo of dude and the dude that I decided to bring with me was Copperhead. Copperhead in the water moccasin. That is a, that's a floaty, a floaty vehicle. It's pretty cool. It's like a swampy kind of deal. It's green. It has missiles. I like Copperhead a lot. He's green. Also like his vehicle. He's very, very much in the vein of a Cobra. He looks, 
He looks like, I don't know, like a wild weasel, but he has his, he has his face out. He doesn't have, have full goggles, but I, I was going to put him like near the edge of the water. There's all kinds of like swampy, swampy edges of the lake when you go around it. I'm like, I'm going to find one of these. You got to find a space that's kind of secluded. You don't want people seeing you. I don't. Because you're kind of like face down in the ground with your uh, buttocks up in the air, you know, and I just like. I don't really necessarily want people to see me. If the wife's there, I, I kind of get her to stand in front of me. Because you got to get, like, really near to the ground. You're, like, all the way down to the ground. And I don't want to lay, like, all the way flat. Because it's dirty. I'll get my knees dirty. I'll get my elbows and hands dirty. But I don't want, like, my whole surface dirty. That's just... That's just me. Sometimes I should come out, like, in, in a jumpsuit. You know? And then just, like, do all my dirty photography work and then just like take off the jumpsuit and wash it but at any at any rate i'm i'm down to the ground with the boat right and i put the boat in the water and i don't even know how i didn't notice this the whole way over i have no idea because i had the boat in my lap the whole time i put it into my backpack when we went out to the lake so people wouldn't see me walking around with my toy boat my little gi joe boat but i i put him in the backpack i did everything with him but then when i when i got there and I, uh, you know, went to put him down into the water. I, it just, like, fell apart. It completely fell apart. I don't know how I didn't notice that it was barely held together. But it, it, like, top shell. It's like a top shell, a bottom shell, and a bunch of little, like, attached pieces. But, like, top shell, bottom shell, separated, copperhead fell down into the water. I was nervous that, like, I had lost him for good. I'm not even kidding. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is... This is Copperhead. I can't stand to lose him. He's one of my, he's one of my faves. I think a missile fell into the water that I didn't find. The whole thing was just a, it was foobar. It was whack because I had to, I had to stick my arm like deep into the water, deep into the chilly waters to pull, to pull good old uh, Copperhead out. It was, it was whack. It's risky, man. I'll take my figures out, you know, but it was, it was a risk. Every time you do it, it's a risk that you might lose somebody. So when I have somebody I really, really, really care about, I, I kind of only take, like, pictures of him in the backyard. You know, I don't even, I don't even, like, I'm not taking my snake eyes, my straight arm snake eyes, or my straight arm scarlet out to, uh, out to Spring Lake if they go outside for a photo shoot at all, which is, which is iffy. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but, um, if I do, it's gonna be near, near the house. I, I also just took a picture of my, um, my Motu buzz-off. I put him up in a tree, and I took a picture of him. I think it came out pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking taking pictures of my toys. It gives me an excuse to get out there and play with my toys, which is, which is always cool, right? It's like, we all have these giant collections, and it's cool to, like, be sitting amongst them and, like, looking at them, but it is, it is neat to actually, like, get to go outside and kind of, kind of pose around, kind of play with them and stuff. It reminds you what you liked about them in the first place, and that is that they were, uh, you know, they were super fun. They were cool. They were awesome. They were neat. This is your dude. We're at the, we're at the Dollar Tree again. Um, I usually don't even go this much. I'll go, like, once every once in a while, but, like, this has been, like, we're just, like, running out of stuff left and right, so we keep going down. I think it's, I think it's just this game that we have where we're like, let's get, like, uh, four things. This time we're getting three. I think that the game makes it fun, and you're bored, and you're like, what can we do? You're like, let's go, let's go see what we can find over there for three things. So I, I, went, I went down, and I, I got my three things. I'm going to break them down to you um, really quick. I got a bag of munchos. 
These are like a really, like a really light potato chip. I, I like the munchos. It's fun to munch on them on the way home from the Dollar Tree. Munch on your, munch on your munchos. But um, I got the munchos. And then I got a, I got a big thing of diet uh, Sprite. Not necessarily Sprite. It's the, it's a generic, what is it called? Dr. Drink, Dr. Chug, Dr. Lime. I don't know why I think it's a doctor, but I got, I got this. And then I also got a bag of ice. They had ice, which is, which is weird. I've never seen ice at the uh, store before, but um, I got the, I like ice. I like ice with my drink and sure. You can, like, crack ice trays and, and do that and stuff. But, like, this is, like, a pretty decent-sized bag of ice. It says three pounds. That's enough for, like, like, I don't know, four four or five days of ice. And that that saves you just, like, cracking all the ice trays, filling all the ice trays again. It's good. It's a bargain. I will definitely get a big bag of ice every time I come. I just like ice in a drink. I like the ice in the drink. I chew ice myself. It's kind of a habit. That I have, I kind of have like a chewing habit. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but I'm always, I'm always chewing on pen caps, chewing on pencils, chewing on pens. When I was at school, I used to chew the heck out of my pencils. I chew gum, I chew like little candies and stuff. I just like, I like having my jaws going, dude. I don't know. Maybe it's why I do this. Maybe it goes all the way into where your guy just like can't help himself. He has to talk all the time. But I just like, I like moving my mouth around. I don't like sitting there all. Bleh. Just like shut mouth, feeling all weird like a chump. I'd rather be like, I'd rather seem like a cocky heel and like chew some gum or seem like a nice guy like Kojak and chew a sucker. Suckers are nice, but that's that's what I got here. I got the uh, generic Sprite, Dr. Sprite with the ice. Gonna put that together. Gonna eat the munchos on the way home. The wife got the aerosol spray that she wanted and she got a couple of other things. Let's see. Let's see what she got. I, uh, she left a bag here. She's walking around the store looking at other stuff. She got she got some Valentines, some Justice League Valentines. Oh, these are cool. I wonder if you boys going to get a Justice League Valentine this year. Maybe, but uh, she got some, uh, what are these, chocolate-covered cherries? Ooh, maybe she's maybe she's putting my package together for uh, Valentines. I'll pretend, like, I'll pretend like I didn't know, but that's what we got at the Dollar Tree this time. All right, we'll talk soon. Hold on, let me uh, let me turn that down. I apologize. I'm I'm sorry. I just banged into the desk too. I'm in the office right now. I'm watching um, an episode of Nitro, WCW Nitro, that I found on a videotape in my in my garage. It's an entire episode with the commercials. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. Let me turn it down a smudge more. I I had it on. I apologize. I had it on and I just got back. I was walking I was walking the dog. I was walking the um wife's dog, Dr. Jones. I I was getting ready to go out. I I count my steps on my phone and I had to make sure I was going to reach my goal, my monthly goal. So I'll sometimes just like randomly walk down to the end of the block and back just to um just to get a feel like maybe like 700 steps, but I'm I was going out the door and Dr. Jones was looking at me like, hey, if you want if you want me to come, I'll come, if you don't mind. So I I hooked her up to the leash and we um we headed out. I'll I'll walk her every once in a blue moon. She's normally not into it. The wife walks her. When the wife and I go out together, she'll walk her, I walk my dog, and it's fine. But usually I just walk my dog because 
she's not usually into it. If the wife's not going, she doesn't really want to go. Not that she doesn't like me, but that's that's just what she wants to do. But um, she she came with me out there, and when you go around the corner toward the the store, toward the market, toward the gym, there is a uh, there's a husky sitting in the front yard of this house. It sits there all the time. It's it's chained up. It's all good. The yard is huge. It's on a chain. The dog is very, very, very well-behaved. It's very dignified, very well-behaved. It sits there, looks very regal, doesn't bother a soul, doesn't move. Very, very good. But the one little, um, the one little hook with this dog is if another dog walks by, he will sometimes stand up. Like, he'll go from, usually he's kind of, he's kind of down on his haunches. He was down on the ground with, like, his hands crossed, you know, looking very, very relaxed. But a dog will come by, he'll, he'll sometimes sit up. And if it's a very small dog, like a, like a Chihuahua, something of that sort, he'll, he'll sometimes go to like a full upright sitting position. Okay, when, when I go by with Urza, he never moves. He just kind of like goes, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna mess with this dog. Right, but uh, when we go by with Dr. Jones, he, he gets all the way up. He's like, hello, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones is a, a Bichon Frigé, very small little poodle. I love her. She's a great dog. Poodles are good dogs. Poodle's got a lot of heart, but, um, yeah, he, he stood up when I went by this time. I'm not used to him standing up. It was a weird experience for me. Good dog, though. A couple times that dog has gotten out of its yard, and it, um, it came to my front door. I don't know how it knows that I'm here or whatever, but it came to my front door. I opened the front door. He was standing there, and then he just started walking me back toward his house so I could open his gate and let him into the yard. I don't know how he knew I would do it. But he was right. Very smart dog. So I hope you guys are all doing good. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was fulfilling for you in some way. I hope that um, maybe we all learned a little something about ourselves. Maybe we learned a little something about each other. Maybe we learned a little something as the world turns. Right now in WCW on the TV screen is the Kiss Demon tag teaming with... Is that Great Muda? I do not know. I can't see from my perspective. Sting's in there. Yeah, that's the Great Muda. It's Sting, the Great Muda, and the Kiss Demon. And the Kiss Demon just uh, hit somebody in the back with a, um, with a, what do they call Singapore cane. A Punjabi death stake or whatever they are. I know not. I don't. I'm drawing a blank. But at any rate, I, just, I really, really, really appreciate your guys' patronage. I appreciate the support that I get. I like talking to you guys. I like all that stuff. It's fun. Making the POS is a good time. I'm just kind of rambling here. I apologize. When I came to the office this morning, um, my whole microphone setup was knocked down. All, uh, well, not all. A majority of my Hasbro WWF figures were knocked down. And I, I kind of suspect that maybe Orange Boy was the culprit. I'm looking there right now. And I have one shelf of, of uh, good guys and one shelf of bad guys. And all the good guys are knocked down. There's the British Bulldog. There's Hanksaw Duggan. There's one of my newer ones. That's Stone Cold. Here's Babyface Roddy Piper. Here's Shawn Michaels. I do not have as many babyfaces as I, I do um, as I do bad guys. That's something I'll have to remedy. I don't see as many Hasbros at the flea market as I used to. But, but anywho, they all got knocked down. I think it was Orange Boy, but it's fine. I forgive him. I don't know what he's doing, though. I wonder why this one shelf in particular is like three, four feet up in the air. And I don't know why he would um, leap into this one. But 
Maybe someday we'll get to the bottom of that. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm going to head out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, reach out to me, man, at Icy Robots. Let me know what you think. All right, talk soon. Bye. He's a winner, not a beginner. He's a winner, not a beginner. He's a winner, not a beginner. Another package from the Slick Royal Highness. Pay attention so you won't have to rewind this. Put yourself together for another funky clip. I bring a lot of magic, but the same. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Hello. Hello. This is our third attempt of contacting you about the trip to the Bahamas. We are currently reaching out to give you the prize in person. We need to know what time that you are alone. Is now a good time. Please allow us entrance so we can deliver the prize in person. It is a trip to the Bahamas. Do not be alarmed. We just want to deliver the prize in person.